welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Audio Podcast. So let's talk about movies. Over the holidays, for some reason, in American society, people watch a lot of movies, and I think it's great. Pull the family together and watch something great and and uh, and enjoy just sitting around by the fire or holding the presents or whatever and looking at the tree and, and keeping an eye on a good movie. And people often ask me, what are the movies I most recommend? What are the movies that have sort of a faith component to them uh, that I most recommend? Now, I need to say right off the bat that I think every movie has a faith component to it. And I don't like limiting myself just to religiously themed movies. In fact, I'll have to say that some of the worst movies ever made were made uh, with religious purposes in mind. I hate to say that, but it's true. Um, But uh, there are some great movies that if your family has not seen or you've not seen, just are wonderful for viewing over the holidays, wonderful for uh, prompting discussions. Um, And uh, so let me list my favorite Uh, faith-oriented movies, uh, all but maybe one of which (laughs) would be great for you uh, to watch over the holidays. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you you the one that might not be good for the holidays right off the bat, okay? Uh, Because these films are in no order. So number one, but not in order of priority, just the first one I'm mentioning, uh, is the film The Mission, starring Robert De Niro. Now, the reason it might not be a great holiday movie is that it, uh, first of all, shows some tribal nudity. might not be great to have, you know, uh, what I call tribal nudity floating around on the screen while you've got grandma and the, the kids in the room. Um, and also, it's, it's somewhat violent. But uh, perhaps after the holidays, when you have only adults in the room, uh, you'll want to watch this movie. It is about a slaver living in South America in the 1700s. Uh, that slaver is Robert De Niro. Uh, he is a violent man. And uh, eventually uh, wants to atone for his sins. And so uh, I'll leave it at just simply saying that he joins uh, some monks and ministers to uh, Indians in South America. It is a beautiful, fascinating film that has to do with forgiveness, that has to do with the role of faith in civil affairs, that shows a lot about colonialism and uh, European uh, domination of societies, uh, in, of course, in South America. Uh, it is a brilliant, beautiful, powerful film. It also stars Jeremy Irons. Uh, it's just a magnificent film. And though it's one of my favorites on, on religious themes, because I, I deal a lot, of course, with religion and public life and civic life, and it, and it certainly touches on those themes, uh, it may not be the best for the holidays for reasons that I've stated. Now, I'm, I'm such a fan of this next film, I'm not sure you're going to have it unless you see it, and it's Chariots of Fire. Uh, I've actually learned that while my generation of Christians... Um, almost all to a man have seen the movie Chariots of Fire. Uh, a lot of the younger uh, world has not seen Chariots of Fire. And man, I just can't recommend it enough. Um, like the mission, it's a true story. Um, it's about uh, the runner, Eric Little, uh, who was a Scotsman uh, who ran at Cambridge in the 1920s uh, and then uh, went to be a missionary in China. It's powerful. It's amazing. The soundtrack uh, won every kind of award. You know the soundtrack or you know the theme song, even if you don't know the movie. Um, There's hardly an actor in it you would have known the name of at the time the movie was made. But but almost all of the lead characters uh, became famous after that. Alice Krieger, um, others, you just you just would uh, uh, you just be would be amazed 
uh, at who these people are. The lead character or the actor who played the lead role, Ian Charlson, died later. Um, but it's it's just an absolutely magnificent, inspiring movie. And uh, uh, one of the things that's odd about it is that it was made without any cussing at all. And then for the American audience, so that the rating system could list it as PG, they put one stupid cuss word in it. When I say stupid, it's so badly done, you can actually tell that the guy's mouth doesn't say the word. That's how silly it is. Um, but other than that one word... Um, there's not any cussing or anything in it, uh, you know, no nudity, nothing that would be of, a, of, a, of concern to a family. Uh, a, a movie that's also sort of faith-based, faith-themed, uh, is Dead Poets Society, starring Robin Williams. It's not, uh, not dealing with traditional religion, uh, but Dead Poets Society is exploring transcendentalism. Uh, transcendentalism was a mo- movement that shaped American religion and theology in the early 1800s. Uh, Emerson and Thoreau were some of its leading lights. Um, and um, Ralph Waldo Emerson, uh, you know, just one of its great thinkers. And so I, I, I can't recommend this movie enough. It's funny, it's powerful, it's beautiful. Now, be warned, um, there, there's, there's some tragedy in it. I won't get more specific. Uh, and it may not be the happiest movie for the holidays, but it's definitely one of the most powerful uh, faith-oriented kinds of uh, kinds of movies I think you'll find. Uh, a movie that's really understated, really understated. I mean, you really have to kind of settle uh, settle down and be in a real relaxed moment to even appreciate it. Uh, but very, very faith-themed is a movie called Tender Mercies. Uh, Tender Mercies, it's about a country music singer uh, who has a dramatic uh, turn in his life. Um, but, the the- but the movie is so gently made that at one point a question is asked about the will of God and the only thing that you hear is the wind blowing. Um, and I, and that's intentional. Uh, the idea is just to say God's in charge and the spirit is like the wind and there's no way to answer that question. Uh, it's not for everybody. Might be for an older, for an older crowd. I can't think of anything, uh, kids couldn't see. It's just going to be a very slow, sophisticated film. Uh, but I just, I can't recommend it enough. Now, uh, number five on my list is The Passion of the Christ, Mel Gibson's uh, great magnum opus. And you already know, I'm sure, since this film is only a few years old, uh, that it's very violent, that it was controversial, uh, that it may hint at some uh, attitudes towards the Jews that some Jews didn't appreciate. Uh, I have dear Jewish friends who didn't think anything of it, so I, I guess that's just up for everybody's own interpretation. Um, may not be the best Christmas fair, uh, but if your family's contemplating Christian themes or religious themes or wants to think about the other end of Christmas, which is the end of Christ's life, uh, this is a great movie. Now, my favorite Christmas movie uh, is one that hardly anyone knows, but it is fantastic. And it's called, and I don't speak French, so I'm going to, uh, I'm going to murder this first word, Joyeux. J-O-Y-E-U-X, Joyeux Noel. I'm sure that's Joyous Noel in French. It's about World War I, and it's about the time when the Christian armies of Europe were going to war against each other. But uh, on one occasion, on Christmas Day, um, they broke from war uh, and treated each other like Christian brothers on the battlefield. It's a true story. Uh, and it's powerfully portrayed in this film, which, by the way, is all subtitled. 
Um, so I just can't recommend this enough. It's, it is a magnificent film. You won't know any of the actors, but believe me, it is, it is wonderful. And again, it's a true story. And again, it's about the triumph of faith. And I want, it, I want desperately to describe some themes to you, but I just won't. So Joyu, J-O-Y-E-U-X. And if I'm mispronouncing that, send me an email. I'm happy to be corrected. Noel, J-O-Y-E-U-X, and then the word Noel. Number seven is the movie Amistad. And if you haven't seen Amistad about the 1839 uh, slave ship that was captured and then there was a trial in U.S. courts about it, uh, this magnificent film uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, you have to see it. The best presentation of the Christian gospel I've ever seen occurs in this movie. And believe me, it's in a film that pretty much criticizes Christians. Uh, for their silliness and their duplicity and their uh, support for slavery and things of that nature. So see Amistad, A-M-I-S-T-A-D. It's magnificent. And other than a little bit of tribal nudity, I can't think of anything that's uh, in the movie that should be of concern to a family. Uh, One of the finest movies on religious themes in recent years is the movie Amazing Grace. It's about uh, uh, William Wilberforce and his fight against uh, slavery in England uh, that resulted in slavery slavery being outlawed by the stroke of a pen in England in 1833. It is a wonderful film. And the fact that it ends... Uh, with a bagpipe playing of Amazing Grace, makes it, in my opinion, the greatest film ever made in all of humanity, because any film that can work bagpipes in is awesome. Uh, But this film really, really is amazing. Again, most films like this, uh, portraying a Christian, maybe for Christian purposes, have tended to be really, really bad. This one's not. It's wonderful, and I cannot recommend it enough. And then there are two films that you're probably going to watch anyway, but I want to urge you to watch them and then have discussions with your kids and think through the Christian themes because uh, there are intentional Christian themes in both of these movies. And the first one is It's a Wonderful Life. Now, I know some of you are going to laugh because it's a little corny and the whole Bedford Falls thing and the whole, you know, just all of it. You've seen it time and again. But there's a great contemplation here of our lives, of the issue of destiny, of how our lives unfold in ways differently than we might imagine. Almost all of us are at a point in life that surprises us. We're surprised we're here. We're surprised we're married to whom we're married, uh, who we're married to. We're surprised that uh, you know things didn't maybe go the way we dreamed in high school or college. Um, but it's a wonderful life says that wonderful purposes are being fulfilled even through um, these 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 times in life, these seasons in life, even though life takes on a shape that we don't necessarily intend. I don't know of a film that treats that theme better. Uh, And so you can watch It's a Wonderful Life just for the laughter and the fun and the whole black and white glory of it. Um, Or you can contemplate the the issues of destiny and God's purposes and human choices and all of that kind of thing. And I think it's a great thing to contemplate uh, during the holidays and before the dawn of a new year. And then finally, as you might guess, my number 10 film, uh, my, 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 perhaps my second most recommended film for the holidays, but number 10 on my list is A Christmas Carol. Now, there are a whole bunch of different versions of the movie A Christmas Carol. Uh, and enjoy everything about the film, from the ghosts of Christmas, past, present, and future, to the commentary on English, British life in the 1800s, all of that. Um, but there's a wonderful contemplation here of Christian ethics. There's a wonderful contemplation 
of man's role in the world. There's even a wonderful contemplation of how uh, the example of Christ ought to shape us and how Christmas ought to be celebrated. So I, I can't urge that film enough. So The Mission, Chariots of Fire, Dead Poets Society, uh, Amistad, uh, Joya Noel, The Passion of the Christ, Amazing Grace, It's a Wonderful Life, and A Christmas Carol. See them all, and I'll send you the exam as the new year starts. This Stephen Mansfield podcast was brought to you by the Mansfield Group. Find us at mansfieldgroup.com.